Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh from the Field. I'm your host, Ken Nelson. And on today's episode, I have George Chapel, Vice President of Dairy Operations with Midwest Cheese, and Jody Gruner, who is the develop Economic Development Specialist for MDARD Ag Development Division. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And on today's episode, we're talking about um, the dairy industry, the economic impact um, as a whole, and, and specifically Midwest's cheeses, Midwest cheese role they play in the dairy industry um, and for dairy farmers in the St. John's community and the state. So let's jump right in. Um, George, uh, can you tell me a little bit about Midwest cheese uh, and, and Glambia partnerships with dairy co-ops, the size of the facility, um, and just, just give the audience a background on MWC. Yeah, first, uh, thanks for having me on today, Ken. I'm happy to, to share a little bit about MWC and the partnership that we've had with MDARD uh, from the beginning. Um, MWC is a uh, joint venture partnership between uh, Glambia Nutritionals and Dairy Farmers of America and Select. It's, um, it's a bit of a carbon copy of uh, an existing JV that we have in Clovis, New Mexico, uh, which has the same partnership uh, that started clear back in 2004. Uh, so when uh, both partners were looking to expand their footprint, um, it, it was a good natural fit. We had an existing uh, joint venture at, uh, in Clovis, New Mexico that was working very well. And uh, we were able to reapply uh, that same type of joint venture model uh, in, in Michigan. Um, the, the, the roles and responsibilities are, are fairly clear between the two of them, DFA and select, um, bring in the milk and, and uh, ensure that the milk is brought in. And then Glambia takes care of the operations all the way through the marketing and, uh, and taking the product to the end user. So how long has um, St. John's facility been in operation? And um, are you guys at full capacity yet? So our first milk started in the plant um, in uh, October of 2020. And we had a fairly aggressive uh, ramp up plan to go from uh, about a million pounds of milk a, a day ramp up per month. And we're just at the tail end of that uh, ramp up. We we brought in our first 8 million pounds of milk per day just this last week. So it was a bit of a, of a nice milestone for us there. So really we're coming out of what we would call a project phase and entering into kind of normal operations, day-to-day -day operations. Well, so how much milk would you say your pro the facility processes and what kind of products are, are you making there? We uh, process and the plant was designed to run 8 million pounds of milk a day. And uh, Jody can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's roughly about 25% of the milk production in, uh, in the state of Michigan. Uh, so it's a large facility and uh, the, uh, the, the footprint is roughly about 400,000 square feet on roughly 90 acres of land in St. John's. So Jody, yeah, could you jump in and talk about Michigan's, um, the, the dairy industry and what impact it has on the state? Sure, I'd love to. So, um, you know, dairy is our largest egg commodity in the state of Michigan. We have in the neighborhood of 440,000 cows, um, you know, on about, you know, 1150 farms. Uh, most of them are family owned farms. Um, and many of them are multi generational farms uh, as well in Michigan. In Michigan, um, cows produce some of the highest quality milk in the country. 
Um, and, you know, we just joined that billion uh, pound a month club. So we're part of an elite club here in Michigan, but we, we produce probably in the neighborhood of almost 12 billion pounds a year. And um, our economic impact for the state of Michigan is somewhere in the neighborhood of 15.7 billion. So our, our dairy industry and our uh, dairy processing sector is extremely important to the state. Jody, if I, I might add, and um, it's one of the draws that brought uh, the site to where we are. It was the ongoing growth of uh, milk production into Michigan. And um, at the time when we first started having discussions about where to, to build the site, uh, there was a surplus of milk in uh, the state of Michigan that was being transported to other parts of the country. So there was a good natural fit. There was uh, uh, milk growth uh, in that area and a surplus and, and we were looking to expand our footprint as a, as a global supplier of cheese and whey products. And George, you just kind of hit on the next question. I'm just going to ask about your products that you ship and, and um, are they mostly used in Michigan? And you, you mentioned being shipped out of state and across the world. So can you talk about some of those products? Yeah, I would be happy to, thanks. Uh, um, we're a global company. Uh, and when I say we, uh, I'm talking about Glambia as a whole, the, uh, that supplies through the operations and the distribution. Um, so we have a global footprint. And in fact, the products coming out of the NWC plant in Michigan uh, will be uh, supplied across the globe. Uh, we're a very strong uh, number one producer of American style cheese in the US. Uh, and our whey protein products uh, for whey protein isolate uh, would be a number one supplier and uh, whey protein concentrates. So our primary products that we produce uh, out of this facility are uh, primarily American style cheeses, both in a 640 pound cheese format and a 40 pound cheese mat, cheese format, um, which uh, most of our products, um, we're a B2B supplier. Most of our products will then go to an end user that then will uh, chunk, slice, dice, shred, and put it in an end user package with their name on it and go out to the final end user. Um, and we supply products to all of the major branded and private label suppliers in, in the U.S. in the cheese sector. Um, in terms of whey protein products, we have um, our whey protein powders can be find, found in almost any food that is uh, protein fortified. For anywhere from sports nutritions to infant formula to the mass um, fortifications, whether it be in protein bars, etc. Uh, we also have um, a product that uh, we partnered with a company called uh, ProLiant that then takes the, the milk sugars and makes a product that's a, a permeate powder, which is primarily uh, the, the lactose that's found in milk. And they use those products that, again, are supplied in the U.S. and globally, uh, primarily for animal feed, but, um, and, but, uh, but are also used in confectionery products. Wow, so, so how many people do you employ in Michigan? We, uh, we have roughly 260 people employed on site. And, and you, got, you all chose St. John's. Um, and so what factors went into determining that location? The primary factor is always milk supply. And uh, with the growing milk supply in, in Michigan, that was the, the primary draw. But we also consider things about um, things like uh, ease to market and the, the transportation routes and closeness to our customers. 
to minimize any freight costs. Uh, another big factor is the labor pool. Uh, we chose the, the area that we did and have been very pleased. There's a lot of fantastic people in uh, Michigan that their skill set that they have because the existing sectors fit well within what we needed uh, to, to run this plant. It's, uh, it's a highly automated technical uh, plant and a lot of the skill sets that were already there fit very nicely into what we do. So how many, how long did it take to go from concept to, to production? I think it's fair enough to say there were probably a couple of years just in deciding the correct location and working with the different states. So um, uh, Glambia uh, would have been working closely and even having discussions with MDARD from uh, probably even as much as four years ago and starting to, to uh, identify sites in the best location that would meet the profile that we just talked about in terms of milk supply and, and people and ease to, and routes to market. So there were, I'd say roughly two to three years just in deciding the site, um, agreeing upon the, the JV and the, the, having the key players and uh, making sure that the financing was in place. From the time that we actually turned the first dirt to that the site was up and running was uh, roughly about two years from the time that we had the engineering design and we ran the first mill. So Jody, um, and both of you can answer this question about how, how did MDART um, work with you know, MWC to get the process and facility up and running? Um, so talk about that relationship and kind of the process that, that went into that. So um, we worked really closely um, with MWC's team in a variety of different capacities. Um, one of them was really looking at, you know, um, you know, where, where is the milk in Michigan? What's that heat map look like, right? Where's, where's, where are the farms? What kind of relationships make sense? But also then looking at what site makes sense, what sites had some of the characteristics um, from an infrastructure, um, you know, perspective, wastewater, what communities, you know, were potentials, right? So it was a, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very intense process when you're trying to, you know, trying to figure out where to site projects and what sites are available in Michigan. We worked really closely with our partners at Michigan Economic Development Corporation and, and um, Eagle uh, on the wastewater component and then with lots of local economic developers just to figure out what community also made sense for, for what the company's needs were. Okay, and I just might add, uh, there's always unsung heroes in a project of this size and, and MDARD really does fit that because they, not only from an economic development standpoint, but we work very closely with the regulatory piece of NDARD as well through the quality inspections, the environmental inspections, making sure that we fully understood exactly the, um, uh, the levels of compliance that are needed so that, uh, that there's this strong partnership. It's an interesting uh, relationship because MDARD has a, a job to do, which is making sure people are compliant, but they do an, a fantastic job of in that uh, regular, uh, regulatory compliance, there's also a lot of education that comes along. So if there were pieces that we were unsure um, about what was needed, we could re go back and rely upon MDARD to help provide that information. So all of, along throughout the project, as we were looking at environmental standards of what needed to happen of what uh, needed to be accomplished, we were we were constantly 
in uh, communication with MDARD and the same thing with the quality front, making sure that we have the correct permits and uh, paperwork completed so that the time that we were ready to, to start up the plant and start supplying product and start discharging uh, water, everything was uh, all in sync. No, that's great. That's Jody. Um, could you talk a little more about just the um, expansion of new dairy businesses and the technologies in Michigan and, and why NWC was, was kind of a great example of that? You know, and George kind of hit on it. Um, you know, we, we export and we were exporting a lot more milk out of Michigan than we are um, now, but we were exporting a lot of milk. Uh, the farther milk has to go and it has to be transported the less uh, financially um, feasible it is for the growers, right? So all of those, all of those costs for transportation logistics uh, come out of their pocket. So the ability to bring in a world-class processing facility into Michigan um, to be able to support our dairy farmers. I mean, this is something that the state has really been looking at attracting these types of projects. So, so we have these really large scale projects like Midwest cheese and then of course, we also have smaller artisanal cheesemakers that, you know, um, are working with a lot of our independent dairies as well. But, I mean, we've seen a huge amount of growth, really, in the dairy processing sector, um, Midwest cheese being one of the largest. But then we have a multitude of other um, processors across the state, you know, that are growing and expanding. Um, and again, it's about, I really think, the quality. I think that Michigan, again, uh, really supports our um our facilities with our regulatory team. Um, and also, you know, we really just have a ongoing growing supply of milk um, to supply these companies. Oh, thank by. you. Thank you both. Um, this has just been great um, information for um, people listening and, and for people listening, if, if they um, are interested in learning more about MWC or uh, more about what Ag Development is doing um, in the state with, with um, dairy businesses, where can they find out more information. George, where can they find information about NWC? You can visit our, our website, which is nwcmichigan.com. And on that uh, website, they will find information about our products, uh, where we're selling to, the, the nutritional benefits. They can find out a little bit about the company. And if you're interested in joining our team, uh, you can also submit an application. Thank you. Thank you. And Jody, uh, where can people um, listening go to find out more about dairy industry? Or even if there, there are companies that are looking for support from um, MDAR, where can they go? Yeah, they can go to, if they go to the um, Michigan Department of Rural and Rural Development's uh, page and select business development, um, information about our economic development team will come up for them. Thank you both so much for taking the time to come out. Um, thank you all for listening to the podcast and I'll see you next week.